Hello and welcome to the Guys Like Us podcast. This is your host, Tyler Brondike, and today I'm joined with Brandon Bowers, who is an author and pastor, so stay tuned. Welcome back, everyone, to the Guys Like Us podcast. This is your host, Tyler Brondike. Thanks for joining in to another episode of the podcast. Longtime listeners, welcome back. As always, new listeners, thanks so much for joining. Hope this conversation is edifying and inspiring. Today, we're connecting with Brandon Bowers, author and pastor, and also a church planner. And in his new book, Rise Above the Lies, we discuss all things leadership spend most of our time digging into what it means to be a leader, establishing first, you know, who is a leader? What does it mean to, to be a leader? Um, and what are some of the lies that we can fall into? What are some of the traps that um, can, can really limit our potential as leaders? He discusses a little bit about his time as a church planner. We discuss, you know, starting something from the ground, helping to, to build it and expand it um, all for God's glory and doing that in in church and it's not only for people who are in church um, you know starting churches but also for people in business and how some of the similarities um, can align with with business and how some of the business practices might help um, encourage or give you a new perspective in your church as well so without further ado here's my conversation with brandon Brandon, thanks so much for joining me and the Guys Like Us podcast here. Hey, thanks for having me on, man. Good to be with you. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so, um, you know, we were just chatting a little bit about some of our journeys uh, and coming here from, you're tuning in from South Carolina up in Boston and um, would love to kind of dig into kind of, you know, where you are now as an author into the latest book, but know that you, in this journey of kind of the, what the, the really the, the main focus of the book on leadership starts as a church planner. And so, I didn't mention on the introduction, but know that you started Awaken Church back in 2013. Uh, right, and right. so would love to hear a little bit, you know, I think I'm sure this has shaped some of your leadership, but would love to hear just about, you know, it's been eight years now, just a little bit, a lot of folks here, you know, entrepreneurs or just people who kind of have that entrepreneurial spirit and just kind of that, or have that maybe that, that call to, um, to, to start, to launch and to uh, help build churches. Can you tell me a little bit about the, the genesis of, uh, of church planning? Yeah, I love it. And I, I love the, the focus of your podcast that it's not just for pastors. Um, it's for, for guys yeah. uh, of faith that, that want to see God use them uh, in every sphere of life, whether it's uh, in my world ministry or marketplace. Yep. And, uh, so I have a huge heart for uh, just entrepreneurs, um, people who are taking a risk, jumping out in faith. My yep. background, uh, I, I came to faith in college. Uh, I was a junior at the College of Charleston okay. and uh, quickly got put into uh, ministry in yeah. some very large settings, so uh, two, two mega church settings, mm-hmm. and um, it was in 2012 that uh, my wife and I, with our three kids, decided, hey, we, we want to go back to Charleston and uh, yeah. do ministry there. We just love the city, and so we moved here with a, a team of nine people uh, mm-hmm. and started in the living room, and yeah. uh, over the last eight years, gosh, just grown it, uh, mm-hmm. and we've seen thousands of people uh, come through the doors. We're a multi-site church now, and uh, the, the lessons I've learned in leadership along the way, both from ministry mentors, uh, but mm-hmm. I would say even more so marketplace mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. leaders in my life. Um, the, the book is really a story of uh, some of the lessons I've learned along the way and what God's taught me in this journey. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Awesome. 
Um, so in the podcast, you know, we've had several other folks who have uh, who are you know leaders in business. Um, one of the most recent ones, Daniel Hargavy, um, talking yeah. about effective leadership and um, and it, it yeah, I think it's really it's been really interesting how you can see some of the the I guess the work that's done in business and how it might inform or help kind of guide a little bit. You know, you might you might not adopt everything. Um, but how yeah, some of the yeah. practices might be helpful and might just allow you to, to kind of see a different perspective of of um, how to how to grow, but also how to be sustainable and how to kind of launch something in a, in a smart way. So it doesn't, you know, it doesn't collapse um, or on the other, sure. you know, on the other end, how to, to grow up leaders. And and I, I think just want to kind of segue into into the book here and, you know, starting, you know, as a small church, but then now taking it into, as you said, a multi-site and just having a different kind of level of, um, of leadership, a different type of leadership almost. Um, and, and so the book, congrats, you know, I know it's been, a, we're recording now in September. It's been about a month, um, rise above the lies. Um, can you tell me about some of the moments in your journey first, um, that have really kind of informed, impacted the, yeah, the title of the book and obviously all the content, um, that's in it as well. Yeah, it's good. I, I love, I've always loved leadership. Yeah. Um, I've loved just, I became a student of it really in college, um, yeah. before I even started walking with the Lord. Yeah. And once I got into to ministry, uh, learned from guys like John Maxwell, um, yeah. who's a, I mean, leadership yeah, king, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I, a lot of the principles uh, that were out in the business world um, yeah. began to be, for me, utilized and brought into church and ministry just to understand people, um, scale systems and ministries. And, and the book is really based on the idea that a lot of the, the leadership principles that exist um, in the world, um, they're not bad, but they can easily become distorted in, in mm-hmm. the life and the mm-hmm. mind of a leader that's trying to lead from a faith perspective. I'll give you an example. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, when we, when we planted the church, there was, uh, I'm all about like grind and hustle and grit. And yeah. I mean, you see that everywhere right now, just this yeah. idea that, hey, you got to hustle, hustle, hustle. And, and that's not bad. That's birthed out of a place of passion. Uh, yeah. And like you referenced yeah. earlier, if you love something and you care about it, you're going to go after it with all that you have. Yeah. The, the danger, and this is where the lie comes in, the danger is that um, a strong leader um, or an entrepreneur, the founder, can begin to believe, hey, hey, no one cares about this as much as I do. And and that that hustle and that passion really feeds into this place of pride that becomes mm-hmm. quite dangerous. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. for, for me in this journey, in our first years as a church plant, um, we, we grew from those nine to, you know, over a hundred and we were, we were getting ready for our first Easter service, which was a couple months into our church plant. And, uh, and my wife and I, we were expecting our fourth child. And that Easter weekend, it was just, we were trying to outfit this recreational center. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we mm-hmm. had uh, canvassed the entire neighborhoods, invite people to come be a part of a uh, church service. And, and on the Saturday hmm. before Easter Sunday, uh, she miscarried. And yeah. looking back on it, I was so focused on the ministry and what had to get done and this idea, hey, nobody cares as much as I do. I was, I was carrying an unhealthy amount of weight yeah. and pressure that came from that place of pride. And, yeah. and I, was, I was emotionally checked out from, from really what, what my family, my wife was experiencing. Yeah. And, uh, you know, one of the lessons I learned in that journey, thankfully God gave me some some great counsel around me and, and we got healthy. Um, but I realized then that passion is, is, is a great thing, um, but if it's not checked, it can become very poisonous and, yeah. and, and, and lead you into a place where 
ministry becomes a mistress uh, or your people become workaholics because they, they find a lot of value in it and what they're doing uh, versus who they are. And so that was that was a real big turning point for me because mm-hmm. I realized, mm-hmm. hey, hey, God's God's really gifted me in this arena and he's given us mm-hmm. a great team. Um, and, and I need to lean more on the team because their blood, sweat and tears are in this just as much mm-hmm. as mine. Mm-hmm. I think that's that's actually really interesting and um, something that's been on my heart too. And and that's 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 the you know this I guess the second chapter of your book is um, yeah. And that's kind of one of the bookends of kind of and so it sounds like this is the place kind of where it where it started for you and um, sure. or one of the initial ones. And I think it's interesting. Yeah, I think especially as as Christians, people of faith, we can fall into this workspace righteousness or like this. Hey, like if I if I accomplish something, then I'll be yeah, like a, uh, then I'll kind of puff up my chest a little bit more. And, and that's that pride that I think can really, you know, feed into, can become disastrous, really. Um, sure. And, um, but yeah, so I, I think it's interesting. And so I think in in that as well as building, is trusting in your team. And you, that's something that you've you mentioned and, and, and trusting in other leaders. And I think so often we think about like building leaders or we think about, okay, you know, the, the level of discipleship is leadership. But like we don't really know what at least sometimes when I we can think of leadership we don't even know what like a leader leader is so like can you just in your terms can you try and define I was listening to a podcast he's like so often we you know we we have these leadership podcasts but we no one really knows what a leader is you know or like what <laughs> what like define it and I'm like that's actually so true like sometimes I make these assumptions and I, I don't know if we're all on the same page so I just would love to hear from you of yeah you know, what, what that actually means yeah I, I think the the basic. Uh, leadership definition, and again, I'll steal it from from Maxwell. Please, uh, it's leadership yeah. is influence. Yeah, nothing more, nothing less. That's what he says. Yeah, and and so this this book's you know it's it's geared toward people with influence, and an influence may be you know a dad that's got a son in the house or three mm. kids in the house, and he's going, how can I have a better? I got to be a better leader in my home. Yeah. Um, or yeah. the entrepreneur that's starting out and he's and he's you know he got a group of investors and he's pitching an idea and you go hey. He's got influence in whatever sphere he's got, or the coach, uh, or the teacher. Right. Um, definitely a pastor, a ministry leaders. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so I, I think recognizing, like for me, when I think about leadership, it's going, hey, I recognize that if I've got influence under me. Someone's following my example. Mm-hmm. Someone's emulating whatever it is that I'm modeling. Um, how can I be better at that? How can I be healthier at that? And you know, in in, in my world, so ministry world. Um, you know, we obviously have leadership pipelines and leadership's a big buzzword that's kind of coming to sure, the church. Sure. But at the end of the day, um, leadership in, in ministry, leadership as a pastor is, hey, how, how are we following Jesus? Mm-hmm. Uh, how are we emulating mm-hmm. Jesus? And how are we influencing other people to become more like Jesus? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, the trap at times, Tyler, I, I think uh, the trap at times is that we can get so caught up and building whatever it is that we're passionate about building. And and we can easily forget that our real responsibility is to try to model and lead people to be more like Jesus. And so that's, that's the, the, the premise yeah. of the, the book, you know, is um, these these lies, these beliefs start to creep in and, and really steal us away from the purpose or, or really the vision of what God's called us to be. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I love how you mentioned your, yeah, the, the, how that impacted your family too. And I think that's... Yeah. What I believe is the first ministry is, is, you know, is my wife or, you know, and if you have kids, your kids sure. and your family. Right. And, um, 
because if you're leading in lack there, then it's you, then who you are as a pastor, as a shepherd, or you know, as as a leader in in that space is it's it's really going to show. And I I mean sure. I think we've seen a lot of those um, those instances, and there's you know the the data as well kind of shows how once that home life can kind of shatter a lot of things in in you know in your performance just in the way that you conduct business or the way that you you pastor or the way that you care for other people like really starts to kind of break down too and there's kind of some sure. there's some like family system psychology stuff behind that as well but um it's just yeah it's really interesting um so so anyways i just wanted to yeah kind of talk jump into these into the lies here so you you know you outline in your in your book and uh these different lies you start with the one that we started with was that no one cares as much as me um can you just run through just quite, you know, briefly just t- touch on a few other ones, just um, kind of where just so we can, you know, just to orient our, our listeners here. Yeah. And, and just I mean, when I say lies, I, I open the book talking about the evolution of a lie, uh, okay. and the idea of, of Adam and Eve in, in the Garden of yeah. Eden and how yep. uh, Satan in the form of a serpent just slightly distorted mm-hmm. God's mm-hmm. truth, mm-hmm. Um, but, but led them astray. And, and so. Um, the lies that are outlined in the book, you know, it's, it's no one cares as much as me. This idea that, that passion, you know, it's hey, no, no one's got the same heart that I do. Right. right. Um, another one is that, hey, results matter more than relationships. Um, hmm. And so when we think about, yes. hey, what gets rewarded yes. on the outside. Yeah. So like in church world, it's, you know, essentially butts, budgets and baptisms. Right. How many people are, are how many butts are in the seats? Um, how big is your budget? How many people are getting baptized? And you go, OK, are those are we going to focus on the results? Are we actually going to value the relationships that God has in front of us? Right, right. Um, yeah. And, and that, that, that's the, I mean, that's in at home too. I mean, you think about the parent that obsesses over a kid's accolades in sports or their GPA in school. Yeah. And those results are important, but the relationship with your child is so much more important. Hmm. Um, and so for the business owner or for the coach, and in that, in that particular chapter, I'm a huge Clemson fan. I'm here in South Carolina. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, And so Dabo Sweeney is an incredible coach. But that, that chapter is called Mar- Mary Martha and Dabo Sweeney. And it's it's talking about really the emphasis that uh, Jesus put on relationships and that he actually uh, honored Mary for and how Dabo has built an incredible culture of, of family at Clemson. It's wow. really fed recruiting. And by focusing on healthy relationships the res- the results naturally happen and and i think there's you know god yeah. honors the principles that we apply from his word yeah and we, we see it in marketplace all the time we see it in churches all the time mm-hmm. uh, another lie is that uh failure is final the belief that yeah. uh, if if i launch out to do something and i don't make it that, that that's it i think that's yeah. a lie that keeps people uh handcuffed and hamstringed for a long time and uh, yeah. especially right now, what I didn't anticipate, Tyler, was that the, the book would be coming out um, during and hopefully on the, the, the heels of a pandemic where yeah. a lot of church ministries and a lot of churches and a lot of businesses have failed. Yeah. Um, yeah. Where a lot of husbands, honestly, a lot of husbands and dads feel like they failed. Um, yeah. and, and, you know, COVID's kind of revealed or exposed a lot of things. Yeah. And and so. And thinking through this lie, hey, failure's final, you know, the, the worst thing that could happen is that someone has a, a dream or vision that God's called them to. Mm-hmm. And and because somehow they failed in some capacity, they they believe God's done with them. Mm-hmm. And and so that, that whole chapter is, is really centered around, you know, Peter, when Peter failed Jesus, uh, denied him three times, 
I think one of the most powerful moments in the life of Jesus is forgiving and restoring Peter and, and launching him to lead the early church. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. it's just a reminder that God's got greater plans for us. Um, a, another lie in the book is that it's lonely at the top. Um, you talk to most leaders, especially in the marketplace, um, and definitely a lot of pastors, and they would say, you know, it's, it's lonely when you get to the top. In other words, they, they, they kind of view leadership like summiting a mountain. Yeah. Think about Everest. You know, it's like, right. hey, if you're strong enough, you'll get to the top, but you're going to be alone. And uh, it doesn't have to be that way. Uh, the, the truth is, true leadership is how do we uh, develop and disciple and empower other leaders around us? And, and I think the true measure of success as a leader is how many other people have you raised up and pushed forward uh, and empowered to live out their purposes. So th- those are just some of the lies, and that's that's the premise of it. It's, it's, it's looking at um, the mindsets of the beliefs that shape so many leaders mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and asking the question, why, why do we believe that way? Yeah. And how are those beliefs af- affecting really negative behavior? And how can, how can we counter those beliefs with the principles of God's words to be more successful in whatever he's called us to do? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Awesome. And, and that's actually the, the last one you mentioned too, I think was one, one of the ones I, was, I wanted to highlight too, is it's lonely at the top. And that's where you, that's yeah. kind of the other bookend where you end too. And, Man, yeah, I think that's I think that that can be one of the the frustrations, or I think that some leaders have maybe if they're not if they don't have their eye kind of to to hey like I, actually if 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 I empower others to come up as well like you're gonna be able to kind of yeah have this greater level of connectedness and just this this stronger team. Yeah. Real practically, how how have you kind of how have you thought through that, or how have that how has that developed? You know. Um, at, at Awaken, how has it developed in, in some of the relationships that you're, or yeah, just the, the leadership areas that you're trying to grow in yourself and with your team? So I, I believe, and, and our leadership team at, at Awaken would believe, we, we were designed to be in relationships. Yeah. We were designed to be in community. And, and I think for men specifically, mm-hmm. I know that's the vast majority of our audience, I, th- I think men uh, crave relationships, but oftentimes don't know how to have them. And what I mean by that is uh, either they didn't experience outside of like sports um, right. or, or, or they didn't really experience close relationships. And, and so most most men, uh, I believe, have relationships that are tied to mission, like if they yeah. were on a sports team or they yep. were in the military yep. or they were on a work crew. Yep. Uh, but in terms of like actually making a friend and being authentic enough and vulnerable enough to affords that relationship to where there's actually a sense of uh, intimacy and accountability. Hmm. Uh, most guys don't know how to do that. Mm-hmm. And, and so, and I would say a lot of leaders don't know how to do that. And so we just believe that, mm-hmm. that um, discipleship mm-hmm. happens in the context of relationships. We see that in the life of Jesus. And, yeah. and so we try to cultivate that from at every sphere of our church. Um, so what that means is as, you know, as the lead pastor, founding pastor, uh, our leadership team, the guys that are around me, they know everything about me, Tyler. Right. <laughs> uh, they have they have the permission uh, to call me out on my junk, um, to mm. confront yeah. me uh, if I'm pulling away. Uh, and, and I think I, I'm a much healthier leader because that, it hasn't always been that way on this journey. Um, but we've just, you know, along the way, God's just been gracious to, mm-hmm. to show me the gaps and show our team the gaps and say, you know what, this is going to be a whole lot more fun 
and we're going to be a whole lot more healthy, yeah. not just as leaders, but also as, as husbands and dads and friends. Um, it will actually interconnect our lives together and, and, and stop acting like we have it all together. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and I, I kind of how you started that, I think was, was interesting too, of like guys want to be on a mission or like to have a purpose yeah. to like complete something. And that kind of goes back to one of our earlier, earlier lives too, is this accomplishment as well. And it's funny, I talked to my wife too, and she's like, oh, I'm going to go hang out with some friends. And I'm like, the first question is like, oh, like, what are you going to do? Like, tell, like, what, like, what, <laughs> right. like, what, like, oh, like, you're going to go for a walk? Like, you're going to go for a hike? Like, that, like, it's like, right. what's the purpose? Like, you got to, you have to achieve something. And, and she's yeah. like, you're so competitive. And I'm like, what? Like, I mean, it's just, uh, I don't even, yeah. So it's interesting. No, Cause I, that's. I can completely relate to that. Yeah. yeah. I think it's spot on for most, for most guys, especially leaders and guys. Yeah, that, that's that are, right. You know, That's right. It's, it's, it's a common thought. Yeah, yeah, and but I I also love that that relationship angle, and I think what, I think in the church too, really starting to think about that, how we're building relationship, how or rather how yeah how what that looks like. I think there's this level of intimacy that sure. you mentioned, and not you know I think intimacy can have particular connotations, but I think it just means closeness. It means really knowing the ins and outs of another person, and allowing that person to enter into your life and it doesn't happen overnight but i think you start to slowly build trust build trust and then you can yeah you can start to have the, the conversations that um that might start to create that culture where you start to yeah you start to really see the dividends later on and the fruit from that um you know tyler when i when i started following jesus um in, in college and reading reading the gospels yeah one of the things that, that stuck out to me the most uh, about Jesus as a leader was that we, we have his friends, his, his disciples, years after he's gone back to heaven, yeah, uh, writing about how they saw him cry, um, how how they saw him, you know, sweat, uh, drops of blood. That yeah. these saw him get angry, um, saw him praying. I, I think they, there was a window in to these moments in Jesus' life that he didn't shield. Um, his disciples from these these were were men that he was leading um, mm -hmm. and and I think that's really powerful because a lot of times it's it's like as leaders we run with this superhero complex right of hey don't don't let don't let your people see you bleed um, I mean I, I wonder how many men right now in your podcast listening to this podcast would say I've never seen my dad cry yeah. think about that um, yeah. and you know as 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 we think about the people specifically the guys around us. How, how transparent are we being? Are we okay saying, you know, I don't have all the answers or I don't have it all together. And I'm not, I'm not proposing that it's a, you know, a, a constant lick your wounds counseling session. Uh, but I do think whenever we um, confess those times where, uh, hey, I'm struggling or yeah. life's difficult or I'm depressed, uh, it does make the celebrations on the other side of that season right. uh, so much better. And that's all I'm endorsing. I just think as yeah. leaders, we need to take maybe take the cape off and uh, let people see we're real people. Hmm. That's right. I, I think that's actually a good reminder in looking in the Gospels and and looking at Jesus and the range of emotions that he, you know, that you it's it's in his word that he has that he went through. And, and so the shortest verse in Scripture is Jesus wept. And so that kind of that shows that this one angle. But then you also have times when he's angry and he's flipping tables, you know. And so you see yeah. that that is part of who Christ is as well. Then you see the compassion and the the, the generosity and the and the the heart that he has for people. 
and you're and it's compelling you know um and so i think yeah i think the full range of emotions and there's many more that um you can try out as well and um kind of of the character of christ and or yeah yeah. and i think i think it's really cool because you start to kind of you understand a little more about his yeah the humanity of of him as well not to undermine the divinity but to to understand what that yeah, what that mean? I mean, made in the image of God, you too can go through, and and express right. that full range, you know, and, and you good. can and you can and you can trust that it, you know what that's it's okay to have this, right? You might not always, you you don't want to always go by what your emotions are telling you, but you can at least you know you're gonna have them. It's not bad for these to yeah. exist as itself, you know. Sure. Which sure. I think a lot of that's us good. fall into. A lot of us fall into that. Yeah, it's like I, if I if I even show this, then this is gonna, it's gonna my i'm gonna lose power here or i'm gonna lose influence here or i'm gonna it's i'm gonna be like i'm less of a, a man here I've, i'm gonna feel like i'm less of a you know a husband or less of a you know a whatever you know um and so i think that, that's a healthy reminder yeah. yeah i think people are more desperate for uh, a leader um that's that's real than just that's that's right that's fighting to be right all the time or act right all the time yeah. and I, th- I just think that authenticity goes a long way that's good yeah no I would agree. I would agree, especially now. And, and it's like, you know, it's everyone is fact check, fact checking you all the time. And, and, you know, your people are in service looking something up on their phone. Ah, oh, is that is it actually Matthew 11 that, that you know, it's just like you're like you're like looking and you're like, man, like, you know, and so it's it's right, though. It's, so if you're if you're always trying to prove a point and be right, you're you're not really going to it's you're going to not going to lead from a posture of giving, you know. Right. Um, That's right. Yeah. And, and so it takes the pressure yeah. off. That's the other thing I would say, you know, yeah. is, is when, when you don't act, when you don't have to act like you're holding it all together or always have the answer or be strong for everybody, it, it, it really does relieve the pressure. I mean, right. like, Jesus said, like, come follow me. He's like, Hey, my, my yoke is easy and my burden Burn is light. light. And, and I just go, man, how, you know, especially if God's calls you to, to, to lead, you know, launch a business or you're an entrepreneur mm-hmm. or you're a pastor, it's, yeah. you know, you, you can only carry so much. And uh, I just think that pressure so often is just self-created by the mm-hmm, things that we believe, mm-hmm. whether it's people's perceptions of us, um, our perception of what success might be. Sure. Um, and if we, man, if we would just take some of that off, um, that pressure would, I think, be reduced down, and we we wouldn't see so many guys um, self-implode, self-destruct, yeah. um, or or stop short of what it is that that God's called them to do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, Brandon, it's been a pleasure and enjoy having you on. And so thanks for kind of giving us a snippet into, uh, into your life and into, into the book as well, which I know you've kind of poured a lot into, uh, over these, these last few months, years. And so, um, I want to thank you and, uh, you know, also want to encourage our listeners to grow in leadership and to grow in their, in their faith. Um, and would encourage them to, you know, grab a copy, stay plugged in. Where can they, yeah, where can they stay up to date, um, and, and kind of see everything that you're doing? Yeah, Tyler, thank you. Hey, thanks again for having me on. Um, Probably the best way to get the book is on Amazon. Uh, They can get it to you faster than any other avenue. And uh, as far as uh, ministry endeavors or, you know, brandonbowers.org is is the website. And uh, awakenchurch.cc. So huge believer. I'm a huge believer in the local church. So uh, if you don't have one close by, go find one. Awesome. Love it. Awesome. Thank you so much, Brandon. Tyler, thanks a lot, man.